1: Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by so rare I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on so rare Joined, as always, by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on so rare This week, we're talking about SO5 lineup prioritization. Andy, what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs>
2: I have no clue. I have no clue. Um, we, we have a few different topics that we have written down here about lineups and, and regions and... Um, do rewards matter and teams and players, and I don't even know where to start.
1: The, the thing that always popped into my head when I was like looking at like what we were going to talk about today is this like kind of flippant phrase from DFS that was just like, just make the best lineups. And it's as simple as that. So that's all you just prioritize all your lineups and just make them all the best.
2: So that's the funny thing about, uh, really, because you can make the best lineups. Not with my budget. Well, right. I mean, if you have the money, you can make the best lineups. Just make the best lineup.
1: You're right. That's but, a good point.
2: But that's like such a, a, a thing that's like, there, there really is no such thing. What is, what is the best lineup? All-Star D4, what's the best lineup?
1: I mean, it's different every week, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that the problem though? Like not every week. PSG has a great one. You can't play Mbappe, Neymar, and Messi together. Yeah, can't do it.
2: I think yeah, it's a I, I stack. Of, I watched one of the DFS shows that you guys did, and I think it was one of the the first Champions League game that um, uh, Mbappe or sorry, Messi was playing in. And I think one of the strategies was to play all of the uh, play all three of them. Yes, that probably did not pan out well.
1: Did not work. Nope.
2: And and I guess like long term, I wonder if I wonder if they're really going to just like steal if all the decisives now are split amongst them.
1: It certainly makes sense. I mean, they're when you consider that the like they would have to score just so many more goals than they have been, and they've been scoring like it, it just doesn't seem like there's enough yeah. soccer to play to get that many goals to make it all so that they all just crush every time. Yeah. Or you just assume that they one assists the other on every goal. <laughs> like literally every single one. Uh-huh. But they don't do that. So when you build, I don't even want to talk about like week-to-week lineups because like I tend to look at my gallery in, in lineups. So like I have like a group of guys that are like I always want to play in, you know, America D3 and guys that I always play in Asia D4 ideally I would just have five cards and I could play them all the time. But obviously you can't like do that every week, but I pretty much have like where I want all of my lineups to look like if they all had like great matchups and everybody was fit. And it's like, that's what I want to do. And obviously with injuries or bad matchups, like you kind of anything else, like you have, you, you don't play the same lineups every week, but like, do you go into a game week? Like, I'm going to do this lineup first because this lineup is my most important. And if you do, what makes it the most important lineup?
2: Really good question. And I've, I've kind of answered this before. Like I I think sometimes I, I have bad strategy here and I'll prioritize more lineups instead of quality lineups. And obviously that's not, that's not great. Uh, I I've really deprioritized out of uh, Champion America just because I feel like the prizes there kind of stink. Just overall, um, sure, there's cards that I want to to win in that region, but it's it's America's really weird right now. Like I I feel like there there's not a ton of those like cheat code cards. I mean, certainly when when like. Ladero and Carlos Gil and... Uh, the artist uh, for Carlos Vela. Yeah, Vela. Those guys can be cheat codes, but none of them are right now. And going forward, will those be the cheat code cards? I, I don't know. But I, I don't know that there's, like, any any cards in that region that I want to win. And and Max, Max just really said it. All-Star D3 is great. It's great. There's the most star prizes there. Um, I think U twenty three D three is pretty good. In fact, I, I I came across a really weird conundrum this week, and I, I think it's a good one to share here. And yeah. since I'm I have not like finalized my lineups, we can discuss it. U twenty three D three and U twenty three D two. U twenty three D three. Has I have to pull it up, the number of star prizes there. There's oh, yeah. like ten star prizes there, if I remember yeah. correctly. And U twenty three D two. There's only one tier one super rare. Just one. Yeah. So stupid. So like I have I have probably the most blue chip card you can have for U twenty three super rares. I've got Noah Lang super rare. It's like probably the best card you can have in that region. Where do I play them? Do I put them in D2 or D3?
1: Yeah. I think you sent that to me, like the two uh, breakdowns earlier this week. And the you were like, why are there so many star more stars? And I was like, well, it's because this they're super rares in D2. That's the difference.
2: And I got to walk back something. There's... Two tier one super rares and d2.
1: Right. So, so you need to podium to get a tier one yeah. super rare. And obviously, a tier one U23 super rare is probably a pretty great card.
2: Yeah. There's good ones in there. Yeah. Really good ones. There's some but, meh cards in there too.
1: Sure. But you have to beat everybody to get. Yeah. Except one person. You can finish second.
2: Right. And there's 113 and, lineups currently there. 13? 113.
1: Oh, I was going to say 13. Yeah. Go for yeah. it. All right. 113. Yeah. So if you won, I, I think you said you looked through the tier two list, and there are definitely some good cards in that group. Yeah. Are there any you would keep
2: to, like, play? Are they better than what you have? Um, I'm scrolling through now. Like, Georgie Mihalovich, yes, would keep that card. A Yari Super Rare would be cool, right? Yari? A Dest Super Rare is in there. So, yes, there's certainly cards in there that, that are getting kept. There's All some right. fun ones. That's fair. There's some so, bad ones in there, too, though. Like, sh- sh- I, I, this may not be a bad card. It feels like it's a bad card. It's the uh, Chicago's backup goalkeeper that's starting right now. He's, like, a super young guy.
1: I think he's going to be the starter.
2: Is he Gabriel Slonina? So, yeah. That's a good card, then, I guess.
1: You have to watch out because there's another Slonina. Is there? It's like the Don, AC Milan Donnarumma problem. Wow. So just watch out. I don't think the other one's a goalie. But That's wild. yeah, I think the way that you have to look at it is, is the realistic, I don't want to say the realistic super rare that you get, but like the odds are you're not getting a tier one. And so, and whatever. Do you think that the tier 2 do they do tier 3s in d2?
2: Uh do they do tier 3s in d2? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. So like do you think that the tier 2 or tier 3 super rare that you win will be more valuable either selling it or for your lineups than the star rare. So <laughs> Like do you need this this is such a like a whale question. I love asking it. Yeah. Do you even need star rare u23s anymore
2: uh yeah okay always
1: <laughs> okay
2: i mean r- the rare cards man have so much utility you can play them d2 to d4 so sure uh star rares are the best cards on the platform i feel like so that kind of winds it back to like you should almost i feel like you should almost always prioritize d3 i um, do unless there's stars in the pool if 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 you can win a star, then that kind of puts that like lotto, you know that that jackpot play in. And if if there's an Mbappe super rare in the pool, like I almost feel like you have to, you have to kind of go for it.
1: But but there isn't in D two.
2: No, there's not. I agree. Yeah. It's not there. So I, it makes me want to just submit like a more punky D two and really go for the 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 star rare.
1: I think that's definitely what I would do. And there's
2: Um, so in D3, U23, D3, there's 10. um, Or is it nine? No, there's 10 star rares that you can win.
1: And how Um, many people end up entering that? Like 400?
2: Yeah, like it'll be 450 to 500 when it's all said and done.
1: Yeah, I think, I I don't think they've given a reason to prioritize D2. And I don't want to like go into a rewards rabbit hole here because right there's been too much of that over this international break but i i fundamentally think that weekend game week sh- first place should get a star
2: yeah that's all yeah
1: you don't have to give out multiple just one
2: that's enough of a carrot for me to to start like prioritizing it all 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 that needs to be is one for me and then it's like okay i can win that ridiculous card that's worth god knows what yeah um then you got my attention
1: i want to go back to the champion America thing for a second, because most of my better cards are champion America cards. Yeah. And we're at kind of the end of the MLS season. And actually some of my better champion America cards aren't even MLS cards, but the ones that I have are good. And this is going to sound really, really arrogant. Go but I'm for going to it. say it anyway. Yep. Mostly because I, I, since I saw what happened later, I feel like I actually got screwed by winning this. But anyway, so yeah, HG just is calling me out here. So I won Carlos Hill for winning all-star D4. Not Neymar, not Mbappe, Carlos Hill, who's the best card in champion America, which is great. It's an awesome card. I love having it. I used that card to win Vela, who at the time was like the second best card you could have. I played Vela once since because he's been injured and he's still hurt. The reason to play champion America is to win the best cards in champion America. And the arrogance
2: that I would say, I have them. I won them. Yeah.
1: And unfortunately I haven't been able to use them that much. Carlos Hill. I have Hill. I now use an all-star D3 because why not?
2: I, th- I think the struggle a little bit too, like when I, when I said I've deprioritized the region because the prices aren't that good, yeah, you can still win good cards, but they're not selling for a lot right now. So like the immediate, like the, that immediate gratification of, oh, I won uh, whoever is in that star pool. Well, all the stars' prices are deflated right now because that season's getting ready to end. Yeah. Um, so if you're a buyer, sure, it's probably a good buying opportunity, but for someone looking to, you know, st- sell their star re- reward from that region, it's going to be worth less than it is, you know, six months from now. Sure. Probably.
1: And I don't have the patience for that. We've established <laughs> that on this podcast. Before.
2: Yes, we have. But
1: yeah, I, so I even, to dig myself deeper into this arrogance hole, I have, I saw somebody won one of the Americas, either D3 or D4 the other, recently and got a Nicholas De La Cruz the card we both have, you have the super rare actually. And I was just like, okay, like if I'm going to build a lineup that knocks it out of the park with MLS guys, I don't want to win an MLS guy again or a champion America guy. So so now I'm putting my best cards in
2: all-star. A little banter in chat that there's been uh, a tier zero super rare for first and D2, but I think that was only in global all-star. And I don't think I've seen that in U23. For a long time, very long time.
1: Do you know where those uh, Tier 0 Super Rare U23s are?
2: Yeah, in probably in their, their regionals or Global All-Star. Global All-Star, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Feels a little backwards. So anyway, so is this U23... D1, tier yeah,
2: Max. D3 or D2? Oh, yeah, D1. Uh, are
1: the, is that where you start?
2: Um... I think this week, what did I start with? Uh, <laughs> this week I started with Champion Asia because <laughs> that's like my dumbest lineup. Like it has no chance. Like that lineup has no chance for me to win a card, but it's like, let's get that out of the way <laughs> and let's get that set up to where I don't have to worry about, you know, accidentally using that keeper somewhere else or something right. like So I got that one just like set them out of the way. And I don't do any research on that lineup either. So it's like, it just gets it out of the way. I'm done. I'm completely done with that one. Um, then I think I did U23 this week, but but then I got I got really frustrated because I didn't know whether I, I bought cards. I bought new cards to play D2, and then I'm sitting here looking at the rewards. Like I don't. I shouldn't play D2 this week.
1: <laughs> Whoops.
2: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess I'll be like spreading those cards into other regions. I don't know, but I'll yeah do you
1: do you play do you start with the the let's say you start with the u23 d3 or d whatever it is it's u23 yeah. do you do it because you're like how am i going to utilize this noah lang super rare yes like, is that actually where you start
2: yes yeah like that's the card i'll place first on the board it's right. like okay this is where i'm putting it or whatever and this, like it started with me putting it in D2 and I built that like a super D2 team. And I was like, all right, this looks good. And then I started on my D3 and I think I finished the D3 team. And then I looked back at prizes and then I was like, I'm doing this wrong. <laughs> and then I wiped both of them. And I think right now I have a really good D3. And I had not done D2 or D4 yet. Okay. So I think really what it comes down to is prizes where are the prizes best at? That's where I should start.
1: Our uh, mutual friend, Sean Newsham always starts with prizes. Yeah, and I think that
2: that's the correct... I think he's doing it right.
1: I think so too. Um, so Mike Baston was asking if I was not interested in winning another Carlos heel card. So we have also spread started the conspiracy that if you own cards you're more likely to win them again so yes. i probably should try to uh play more champion america so that i can win another cardless heel card i so some somebody was asking me about it last week because uh, or was it last weekend might have been when i wanted brendan aronson limited because i already had one and the response i had and maybe i was able to be a little flippant about it because it's a cheaper card or it was is it's just not as fun to win a card you already have. And we talk about how like the rewards process, it doesn't like present itself as being like really fun, but like winning is fun and opening rewards is cool. And then when you see the same card that you have, like I, it's work because now it's like, ah, do I have to go sell this? Now I have to go see how much people are selling it for. And now I see that it's at six month low. Do I keep this card now? Like, It's just not as fun. And so, yeah, sure. I would take plenty of Carlos heel cards, but like...
2: I, I will know. agree with you until it gets to the star tier. And then if I'm winning a star okay. that I already got, there's not a single okay. complaint from me. That's fair. If I win another uh, Noah Lang, by all means, bring him on. Okay. You're that Carl and and Nicholas and whoever else is setting up those algorithms, <laughs> bring them on baby.
1: <laughs> okay. that That's fair. The star ones, uh, I'll give you that one. Um, so do you, so you start with Lang and have you ever played him or let me rephrase. How often do you think you play him? Not in U 23.
2: Very rarely. Like yeah. if I can't surround him with like what I would consider an elite lineup, then I'll move him to challenger or, uh, global All Star. Although moving him to Challengers probably not great for me because I can't 100 percent surround him with like a totally elite lineup. I can put him with a, a Vinaken, um which is great. Um and, great. Then, and then if the rest of like my Bruges stacks playing, I can do that. And like if the matchup made sense, I could play that. But um, I'd have to have a super rare that came from somewhere else because he's the only Bruges super rare I got, for instance. So I'd have to do some balancing and trickery and moving guys around but uh i think not
1: a vanacken super rare no
2: um i wish i did max said it best though probably the place to put him would be all-star d3 if i'm not playing him in u23 he should go in all-star d3 i find or... it
1: funny you keep calling him max
2: yeah <laughs> I, it's it's weird because i would never call him that but i just see his first name so i'm you know <laughs> I don't
1: know. Anyway, I have to stick out because he's my new boss. Um so where do you go from like so you said you want to do you actually think of putting Noah Lang in Challenger before All-Star? Like I feel like All-Star has we've had this like thought of like not just like throw my extras in All-Star, but it does feel like a lot of people who have like bigger galleries do that. Yeah. And I think the reason we do it is because if you prioritize All-Star, you might end up, like, not being able to make lineups in some regions. That's And that's not we, fun.
2: We go right back to more lineups versus better lineups. Totally. And we go to more lineups competing for worse prizes <laughs> when right. we could just do the better lineup competing for the best prize. And we've kind of established that All-Star D3 has, like, the best because how many how many star prizes are are in that region this week d3 it's as
1: simple as more than anywhere else
2: 28 you can win 28 stars there and granted there's a lot of lineups there 1,750 but it's a lot Could of there people be 28 you
1: said... players in the start tier anyway sorry no, i don't right. want to never mind never mind
2: yeah a I'm lot of goalkeepers there. probably
1: yeah great Nothing like coming in fourth in Global All-Star D3 and winning Joe Willis. Um, yeah, probably Champion Europe, I guess, is the one that, like, maybe we see more value. But, like, I don't know. But that's that's the problem that I have with prioritizing All-Star. This is now I'm like, oh, like this week, if I remember correctly, I'm playing America D2, uh, 3, and 5 but not for, because I'm playing it in all-star.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I'm pretty sure I'm going to tilt myself out of it though. And just be like, Oh, I'll play someone
2: else. If you look HG has in chat, I think this is his prioritization, which I mean, he's got all the data, so um, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with him, but he says champion Europe is greater than challenger Europe, which is greater than all-star, which is greater than, u 23 and then the rest. Um, I think I'm reading that right. Is that right? Looks like it. And then he says D3 first, then D4, then D2 last. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I disagree except for like the region prioritizations is tough because it really depends on your gallery, like mm-hmm. what cards you have and Sure. Um what you already own, I guess.
1: Would you prefer so if you if you went by prizes, would you still start with U23?
2: I shouldn't. I mean I I do prefer to to win a younger player because like they can you can use them longer. 15 I years go. of utility. Yeah. You joke about that, but I I actually do feel that way. It's like I can use that card for a longer period of time. It's got like a longer shelf life. Treating them like objects.
1: How many U23 cards did you buy or have won that are mainstays in your lineups when they're no longer U23?
2: Mm, That's an awesome question. Because I think
1: I was talking about this with somebody recently that... I forget who the player was, a goalie. But it was like, oh, would you play this guy if he wasn't U20? You know who it was? Van Yannick On- Van Osch. Yeah, yeah. So you had him as a U23, and people were paying plenty for him. And July 1st came around, and his price was like a third of what yeah. it was. So I was like, people keep talking about like, oh, I'm going to play this guy forever. But most of them, you're not. I never playing. use that card, by the way. What's that?
2: I never use that card, by the way. Right, he, of course you do Bad team. Yeah, they're always conceding three. It feels like.
1: But if he was U twenty three, he would be in the mix.
2: That's a weird example, though, because goalkeepers are so stupid.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
2: Uh, I got a better example. Well, maybe not better. It's it's an example that I'm going to use because it helps prove my point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miles Robinson was a great U23 card, and he's still a great uh, non-U23 card. That said, there is like a – there's like a curve. Like when a, when a player is really good in U23, the moment they turn 24, like they fall off that cliff of like not being maybe elite anymore, but just being a guy.
1: Yeah. And then
2: maybe when they hit their prime years of like 27, 26 to 29 or something, maybe then they're elite again. Um, but – they typically fall off of being no longer like that elite guy. Yeah. Just well, I think it's, uh, being in a pool with other guys. Right.
1: It's like you're on one day, you're comparing him to everybody else who is his age and younger. Right. And he could just crush all those people. And then the next day it's like, Oh, now he's now I'm comparing him to Mbappe and Messi, And is he that good? The one guy that I, that popped into my head that obviously like wasn't quite as valuable when he turned 24, but still it crushes is Kikuchi. Yeah. They're like... That's a good one. People just went from just destroying U23s to destroying Global All-Star with him. And that's it. But I just feel like there, a ton of them are... Because we were talking about this, but that was one of our like first podcasts, the U23 purge. And like yeah. all these cards that we're going to lose. And I mean, it was like MLS time. So it was like... I remember JT Marcinkowski was like the only... U23 starting goalie in MLS because Ochoa hadn't started yet. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's not 23 anymore. And he's, I could have had, I think he's on the market right now for under point two.
2: Really? Well. Just gone. Which actually kind of makes sense. Their season's ending. He's not U23. He plays on a crappy team that concedes mm-hmm. a lot of goals. Like he should be a cheap goalie.
1: hmm Yeah. But if you're right, if he was U23,
2: he'd be worth like three times more. Right. Or maybe at least double. Probably double. Because like David Ochoa is like, I don't know, like at least reasonable now. The the
1: only reason why Ochoa is as much as he is is because he's 20. Like he's not 23. Yeah. Like you got years left. But like he plays for a bad team. Right. That doesn't get many clean sheets. Yeah. But he just happens to be young. That's going to be Slonina for the next six years.
2: Hey, maybe. Oh. Everybody's gonna go buy Slowina now.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's already expensive. Like the fact that and like <laughs> would you pay point three five to point four for a Chicago fire goalie?
2: You yeah. don't even have to ask me that.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> he's 17. Okay, yeah, I'll do it. Yes. Right. Yeah. Can I get two of them? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. So after Noah Lang, what do you do?
2: Oh yeah. So finish I would finish all the U23s. Just do all the U23s. Because then, then I don't feel like I'm I'm uh, again, I'm doing that thing where it's like I gotta use all my cards. So I gotta enter the most regions. And I feel like it's wrong. And I know it's probably wrong, but I just I can't I can't stop myself from doing it. Have you have I seen someone about this?
1: <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna say, like, do you do you have enough where you end up using U23 guys in all-star or anywhere else?
2: Sure. Yeah.
1: You just have so many U23 cards. So many right. of them. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'm set for, I'm set for the next eight years, man.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike's asking which MLS outfield players do you think hold their value when they lose U23 status? So I, I love this question because I have two answers for it. One, if the guys are so good as U23 MLS players, they should leave MLS. Oh. And then you have to figure out whether they're going to play elsewhere. Like Diego Rossi goes to Turkey. He's good. He's like, He might be good there, but like he was elite in MLS. And the the idea is if you're really good in MLS at a young age, you should get the hell out of there. And leaving usually doesn't lead to a ton of fantasy points elsewhere. Gianluca Bucio seems to be uh, telling us that's wrong, but yeah, he might be a a different one.
3: But like, do you think, think Barco just, is once I... good
1: once Ezekiel Barco turns twenty-four and if he's still in MLS or Castellanos, Medina just turned twenty. Like he's no longer U twenty-three and he actually lost his spot. So, but like, I, I don't think there are any. And if there are, there are random guys like Miles Robinson.
2: Yeah, or, like, I don't know, like, Brooks Lennon maybe uh, because he's already not that expensive. And, like, um, I don't see, like, I don't see his value, like, massively taking a hit when Brooks Lennon, you know, when July 1st comes around next year. Right. Like, I'm just looking at the chart. He's already selling for, like, .06. Like, is, it, is he going to be a .03 card? He's a good player. He's be usable. Yeah. Solid. I don't know. I think um George Mihaljevic, Mihaljevic, I think could be yeah. a guy that like uh he's could be still good serviceable um yeah I don't know that's a that's a good question that's it's it's difficult to answer especially when you got guys that are like 20 21 like Barco is a weird one cuz he's still going to have another year of U20. I mean he, it's he he was he was kind of like a, a a weird one to me because Barco, like last year I felt like he was underperformed beginning yep. of this year, really underperformed. And then he went on the craziest heater I've ever seen where he was like scoring 80 plus for like six or seven straight weeks. So yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what he looks like long-term.
1: I was long a Barco hater and said like anything that he did well was because like Al and uh, Joseph Martinez just took up all the space. And so or yeah. took up all the attention. And so anytime Barco scored, it was like, well, yeah, because the entire team is looking at the two superstars. And then he went on that horrible run last year. And I was like, told you. And I'm just absolutely eating it right now.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I know yeah. Quinny's a big Barco guy.
2: I think he is too.
1: Has his shirt and everything. Does he? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Although there was talk, actually, I don't think Quinny's around anymore. But Quinny was talking about selling him. I thought, and then because I remember asking him if the shirt went with it, went with the card. Uh,
2: you know, speaking of guys that hold value, I mean, get on the peppy train, man. I mean, he's the, if, he, if he's the U.S. men's national team striker, then that, that card's holding value, right?
1: I mean, there's talking he's going to Wolfsburg, which like, I don't know. No, the
2: question was when he is no longer U twenty three. Oh, when, not when he goes to Wolfsburg, because when he goes to Wolfsburg, that's gonna be awful for him. Initially,
1: it could be could be forever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he's like eighteen years old. He's yeah. got like six more years of U twenty three. That's a tough one to answer because who knows? Like, maybe maybe the, maybe this is just like a flash in the pan, and he's really Freddie under ado underneath. Uh, you know, he's got a mask underneath, and he's really Freddy of you or something. Boo. Yeah.
1: No, I hope not. No, I think he's the real deal. I think Ferreira's better, though. But maybe he's just, like, so rare better.
2: Yeah. I've heard some people, like, ha- like having those discussions and comparisons, and that's interesting, I guess. Yeah.
1: is stuck because, at least from a national team picture, because there are too many guys who play his position yeah. that are better than him. No, that just happens. But he's great for Dallas.
4: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.
1: So do you, Bob Flynn says he needs more all-around scores. I assume that's peppy because Ferrer's is really good.
2: I, got, so, like, Epi, I don't ever see, like, really being an all-around monster. He's just – I don't think he just does enough, doesn't touch He's just a ball. classic
1: center forward, huge yep. guy in the box that
2: – Yeah, turn and shoot. Score a ton of goals. Yeah.
1: So so you prioritize Noah Lang.
2: Yeah. So I'm, i prioritize. – you're right. I really prioritize a p- specific player.
1: So, that I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about this because I – I used, I like to say I used to do that, but I definitely still do it, but it started when I got that Knock super rare because it was like my first super rare. So it was like, if I'm going to, I think at the time it was the most I'd ever spent on a card. And so it was like, if I'm going to spend this much, then everything I do should be about getting the most out of that card. And so it's like putting the best cards with it and putting it in the best place that I can win something. And so all of this, like, oh, what lineups do you prioritize? Which regions? And And I'm like, no, no, no. I have this one card, and I'm going to try to win as much as I can out of this one card. And obviously, I have to make the the four players around him good. But yeah, it's absolutely that card. And I think a lot of my lineups are built that way, that I'm like, oh, I have, you know, if I have a good challenger card, I basically do this with, with D5 now because other than America is like my rare cards aren't that great in challenger i don't even really have a europe card or europe lineup but yeah so now i'm like trying to make better lineups out of from specific
2: cards and right. you probably look at davis and do you play him in all-star europe or u23
1: so it, i usually play him in u23 d yep. i have zero u23 super rares and so like i'm not like i would play him in D three, if I had super rares, but I don't. So, the where was I going with that? Oh man, I had a whole thought and everything.
2: It's all good. While you're thinking about that, I love I love this question that just came in. Let's say you've prioritized all star D three. What tools do you use to decide who your best striker is? Do you look at recent scores, intuition based on fixture form stats? What do you do?
1: All star D three. So I'm playing this week. I'm playing Gustavo Boo in all-star D3 because I have him with Carlos Heal and they're playing Chicago. I'm hoping they light up this 17 year old kid. Yeah. So that's a, that's a combo that I've used a lot this season. And I think that American that combo just kind of
2: does the work for you. Like are they at home or away? Are they playing a top table team or a bottom table team? Like, it's probably really all the research you need to do for those two players. Right. Yeah. I rarely split
1: them. The goal, when I won Vela, I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to roll out Gil and Vela every week. And Vela hasn't played since. Yeah. So, but I played uh, Gil and boo the, the problem, not problem, but the tough thing with boo is that his really good all around scores are when Gil is out because he takes all the set pieces yeah. So when they're together, now I, now he's just back to being kind of mostly a decisive dependent forward. Yeah. Which most guys are. Right. Like right. I think, so this idea of like, which who's the best forward to use in your best lineup? I usually just go with whoever has the best line or the best matchup. Yeah. Like I don't usually, like I don't have like fantastic forwards. And so if one of them has like a good matchup, I'll just go there. Forward is by far like my weakest spot in every lineup I have.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I think really my breakdowns, like for those, are pretty much the same as you're doing. Like, I'll look at last five matters because that's like the most recent form. And then, really, really, I'll look at like who are they playing? Are they home or away? Home always gives a little bit more priority because I feel like you can, you have a better chance at blowing out a team at home than you do away. And then, like, is it, is it a, a mid-table team, top-table team? Is it a rivalry game? Like, some of those things do matter. And then I know one thing that you love to do is you look, like to look at the betting lines. And I've started doing that now because uh, I do think that, I mean, who knows better than anyone else Vegas.
1: It's by far the, like the, the easiest thing to use. Like, all of the research you can try to do is built into the betting odds yeah. and like there are people who are like, who don't want to trust them, but it's the guys who like, I think there's a general misunderstanding about how betting odds are even set and how they move and all this stuff, but effectively like the best line makers in the world come out with lines and then the best sports betters in the world bet those lines. And then they adjust from there. And so by the time it, I mean, it's only Thursday today. And we have games that are happening like Saturday and Sunday, but they're not going to move so drastically. Like those are the best like sports analytics in the world. So I'm just going to use those. Right. I'm, I'm I'm so far away from being able to do that stuff. that I'll just trust those guys.
2: And whether a team, you know, whether the line moves 10, uh, $10 $10 or whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. It really no. doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. What you care about, are, are they a big favorite or are they just a small favorite? Yes. Which one of those, that's what you need to know. And if they're a big favorite, then maybe you play them in your best lineup. Um, if they're not a favorite or they're a dog or whatever, then, you know, maybe, maybe you're chucking them in your all-star D4 and hoping that they get enough for the threshold or something.
1: Yeah. Know. No, I think that's absolutely it. And I think, so speaking of the threshold, I think there's a not a misconception about like how easy it is to win cards in All-Star, but I think and a lot of people have mentioned this. this, isn't I'm not breaking anything here, but like I think there are so many lineups there that are just playing for 205 and 250 that winning cards the the whole like, you know, number of rewards divided by entries like always looks so low, but it's it's not really that low. And so I feel like, and particularly the all-star D3. And I think this was something yep. that HG said a while ago on, I forgot whose podcast he was on talking about it. Maybe, oh, it was Nellis's. And it was just like, there are more, there are better rewards there and not many people are playing it because everybody plays their best cards in, the, in regionals. And I think we're all starting to realize we should all play all-star and we are now, but I don't know, That's I'm going there. Probably to win another cardless heel, but I'm going.
2: I mean, just the fact that you can win, like, a European card that's worth more than, like, an American player right now tells you that you should probably be playing in All-Star right now. Or at least your best, your best American lineup should maybe be in All-Star right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely why I made that move. And we were talking previously because I loaded up on some limited cards of of some like elite players, two of which instantly got hurt. So that was cool. But to like win, I want to win what's at the top of All Star. And yeah. so like I didn't do it to like win the top of Challenger or win the top of champion America Europe. Although the top of All Star, I'm hoping is the top of champion Europe. But like I felt like there was an easier like if I can win Nessie with Kikuchi and Morioka, like and Sassinya, like I'm 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 gonna try it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: As I saw that uh, Neymar limiteds are now under point, uh, 0.4, which I probably should have just waited and bought one instead. <laughs> yeah.
2: You follow those so closely. You're always watching the, those limiteds at least, but definitely the, the pre, primo guys.
1: I mean, for the record, you still have more limited cards than I do.
2: <laughs> I sold one today.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: Yeah.
1: Was it a reward?
2: No, it was one that I bought. Oh,
1: look at you just flipping limiteds.
2: I think I, I think I 3x'd on it too. But it was Wendell, so I mean, I bought him bought him early in the limiteds cuz he they were one of the first teams that got like yeah. full release and turned out good, but Yep. Um, let me see here.
1: There's a question here of when would you buy an MLS team? After the season ends or wait for the new season cards?
2: I definitely wouldn't wait for new season cards.
1: No. That's already after the season starts. Yeah. Which is why we're saying that.
2: Um, I would buy them like... Just looking at past history. Like when the best deals were had was Christmas time of uh, last year. I think people got the lowest of the low prices on MLS cards. Not saying that, that that's going to be this year. But just... Based on last year, I would say like, like I don't know, um, late November once the season's over, all the way to like late January maybe. Uh, late January might be getting to, to be too late. I don't know.
1: I don't think so. No, I, the, the regular season doesn't start until like mid April.
2: I thought it was I thought it was like early March.
1: No, they played. They've like preseason. I looked back at the schedule because I was like, I thought it was mid March, but
2: they played. This year was weird though. For a lot of reasons but i think they normally start in march
1: in march okay it matters that january late january might be the end but yeah. yeah the i mean i think the the difficulty with saying like when when you should buy is that last year last year when we're saying you should buy is when you could buy cards for three bucks yeah there were times like so rare was very very different then that was right. a time when like auctions used to go unbid on like literally like i said that to somebody the other day and they just like couldn't believe me i'm yeah. like you no, know, literally like zero bids and i think pavel has now decided that's never gonna happen again since he i
2: remember unbid. bidding on guys because there was like no bids and i was like well i'll throw a bid in and then i would like regret it when i want it for because the min- minimum bid was 0.01 it wasn't set to a dollar amount or anything it was just always 0.01. So it was just like you'd win the guy and then you'd be like, ugh. oh I did that.
1: I have a I still have a card because I did that because I can't sell Edgar Gomez from Santos. Uh ah. U23. So I got plenty of years left to get it out. But I got the got the card for five dollars and thirty-eight cents, I think. And as soon as I won it, I was like, ugh, why did I just spend five dollars on this? Yeah. But anyway, that being said, I think even the European season that we just saw, like the, the prices at the end of the season are, are the lowest, like whether they're going to be at, they will not be as low as they were last December. Right. No but way. They're going to be the lowest they will be. Right. And so, yeah, I think the, the benefit of IMLS MLS is that I think most users who are coming to the platform don't want them like ever.
2: Uh, I wouldn't say that. They're going to want them when there's nothing else to do.
1: They'll want them then. Yes. But they will not want them in December and January.
2: Yeah. So get them then when nobody wants them. And then when they when they figure out that, like in March, like, oh, uh, all the European leagues are ending and the only thing to do on the platform is play MLS and Liga MX and these Asian leagues, then, yeah, then you own the cards and you can, you know, that's when you can start flipping and having fun.
1: And that's when you sell David Ochoa for 0.9 ETH.
2: Yeah. Or um, who was it? Joe Willis or or Maurer? Maurer. for one ETH. Yeah.
1: I mean, ETH was lower then, but it still doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. That's still crazy.
1: I don't know if it was SoRare's lack of knowledge of MLS and just relying on some stats, but there were literally, there was a special weekly... (laughs) Or you could win a special edition jimmy maurer
2: card yeah
1: people were like i'm going for
2: it it was pure scarcity i think because mm-hmm. mls had only been on the platform for one year yes and they'd only made enough cards and the growth between like the the last time that those cards had come out basically yeah. and like because that was the middle of the quote-unquote boom so so many new users were on the platform and we only had one year of mls cards So none of them
1: were remotely close to 100.
2: Yeah, right, right. So just the number of users compared to the number of cards was just very skewed. And prices prices did what prices are going to do in that scenario. They boomed.
1: We had a follow-up question. If I have enough cards to put out two okay teams, should I just go for one good team? One good team. The answer is definitely do one good team.
2: And then if you can make, like, if you can somehow scrap together a really crummy team, you still put that crummy team in. Yes. but one good team. Definitely. 100%. And if you see me make mistakes that counter that, uh, just ignore them.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do as I say, not as I do. Please.
2: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better.
1: Yeah. I'm starting to do it, I think, though.
2: Slope. Sometimes I feel like I'm like doing a good job of it, and then I'll like I'll catch myself doing it again. I'll be like, "Oh, the only reason I'm even doing this is because I wanted an extra lineup.
1: It's exactly what I did this week. Like, I was looking at my teams last night. I remember it was Tuesday. I was asking you on Tuesday, because I was like, "Oh, I might not have a goalie and I was doing all this other stuff." And the only reason I was like doing all of this rearranging is because I was like, Oh, let me just make these two teams significantly worse so I can get in another lineup. And I was like, I got to stop doing this.
2: That's exactly how I do it too. Like I'll set them, I'll do it right first. And then I'll be like, Oh, there's a couple of bear spots, a challenger D3. I don't have a team there. Let me see what I can put together. And then I'll start putting something together and I'll be like, Oh, I'm missing an extra player. Oh, well I have an extra midfielder in my D4. I can pull him out and move a forward in there. And then now I have two, crum- crummy, laptops, yeah. uh, <laughs> two, two crummy lineups and Oh, but it feels good. It feels good. I, I, like I'm, I'm a completionist, I guess. And I feel like, oh, I'm done. I, I've got all the lineups in now. Yeah. That's now like, I nothing. have them all in. in. Yeah. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't be tempted.
1: It's really tempting. That's why, why it would we be have...
2: nice when there's like some kind of like automation tool optimizer that just like does it for you. And then like everybody will still go against it. <laughs>
1: My guess is that the first optimi- optimization tools will say like here's the best with all of your cards and really what you should do is like don't look at all of my cards. Yeah. Just take my best cards. Tell me where I should put them and then I'll just fill out the rest. Right. So how many lives do you end up doing on like a full weekend? Is like 20?
2: Um I would say I don't I I don't even know how many. Um, to be quite honest, basically D two everywhere except for Challenger, and then Asia I only play D four.
1: So Challenger is only four and three.
2: Yeah, and then Asia just D four, and then if the weekly, if I have like cards for the weekly, I'll do that.
1: Do you ever prioritize the weekly?
2: Yeah. If if again though, it's like if I have like. Like, this week would be, what is it, the players with averages under 40, I think?
1: Yeah, it's the crappy players special weekly.
2: Yeah, so I was kind of, like, scanning through there. And I have I have a couple cards that would make sense in there. Like, Yannick Van Ash. Like, crappy players. <laughs> there he is. Weekly. That's a great place for him to land. But I know I was struggling to find a certain position. And let's just walk through real quick and find what that position is. Um... We've got decent midfielder and like Pedro Santos, but the real problem is forward. It's it's hard for me to get a forward in there, and like I could I could I could try to force like a Ugbo in there, or like a Thomas Henry, but I don't know that either of those players will even start. So do I waste all the rest of my players in this lineup, or do I potentially use them somewhere else? Um, because if if Thomas Henry doesn't start then legitimately this lineup really doesn't have a chance to like win. Yeah. Maybe I could like win a tier three or something, but I don't think I could win with Thomas Henry coming off the bench.
1: Do you, okay. So let's say it's 20 around, whatever it is. How many of those are you confident enough to win that will win a card going into the week?
2: (laughs) All 20 of them, man. Do you really think that? Yeah, like when I'm done setting my lineups, I'm like really content and I'm like sipping my sipping my whiskey or, or beer or whatever. and I'm like, wow, these are beautiful. They're pristine, no DNPs, they look wonderful. And then <laughs> as soon as that first game starts, man, disappointment begins. <laughs> that's,
1: yeah, all right. I feel really
2: I good about my lineups when I'm done, and that's probably yeah. a bad thing.
1: Do you, do you think that you're – like, when you go through, do you think that the lineup... The, like, do you think your Noah Lang lineup is your best one?
2: Always. Like, that should always be my best lineup. It's my best card. I want the best players surrounding him. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So you don't find another one, and you're like, ooh, this one actually might be better. Whatever it is.
2: I don't think so. And to walk that back a little bit, like, seriously, like, when I look at it, it's probably about three-fourths of my lineups where I'm, like, really feeling good about them. Mm-hmm. And then... I would say like a lot of like my more fringe lineups are like my Challenger D three and my Champion America D three maybe nah I shouldn't say that one Challenger D three and um my Asian lineup is usually bad um, and I say the Challenger D three is bad because I don't have an elite super rare besides Noah Lang that I like, was gonna say you have Noah Lang that would go in there and uh I just feel like I, I'm 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 kind of like behind everyone else in that region so which is weird because i have a lot of belgian league cards but but i wasn't buying super rares early in my so rare career yep so i i missed out on a lot of those uh types of cards the european super rares when did you get that lang right right at the very beginning of the boom oh i bought uh or i sold uh last year when, like, they announced, like, the new scoring or whatever, I sold a Vlasic Super Rare for, like, six or seven ETH or something. Like, because he was, like, the top card on the platform. He was, like, looking at the scoring, he was going to be, like, the top U23 player on the platform. And so I got a lot for him, and he funded, like, a few really nice cards for me.
1: Now he doesn't even play for West Ham.
2: Yeah, now he's gonna die in West Ham. His all of his U twenty three years will die at West Ham, and maybe he'll he'll end up being good there. But it won't mm-hmm. be. I don't think it'll be this year. Like, I think there's too much in the way.
1: Is he still U twenty three eligible? Yeah. Oh, he is.
2: I think for this year, and I'm not sure about next year. Um, definitely not yet next year.
1: Yeah, he's already twenty four. Yeah. But it was October fourth. Oh,
2: he just turned twenty-four.
1: All right. Hmm.
2: You Nani or Brenner.
1: Nani. <laughs> Nani's a good well, it depends which Nani you have. But he has a pretty oh, good oh, all around. Right.
2: The midfielder, the forward.
1: Yeah, the forward card has a decent all around.
2: Yeah. Do you think that delay have, maybe in F tiers? I don't I don't know that I don't know what you're asking. Um, what
1: F tiers are. They sound fun, though.
2: Since Laird is now with so rare data, here's a suggestion. If I build a potential team, please have it calculate the points it would have made in all game weeks prior, please. It's interesting.
1: You could also just add up the L5s. Yeah. That are in the lineup builder. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's a suggestion.
1: I like it. But it's definitely one of the things. Like, here's how much you could have won,
2: but yeah. you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's tough too. Because like everything that we just talked about with like matchups and home and away and all that, like you almost throw that L five and the last game week scores out the window because it's a new week. They played new competition. My my guy that played against uh, Wolfsburg is not going to score the same as he scores against Bayern, for instance. Yeah. Uh,
1: Although everybody for Byron scores the same every game because they Feels just like crush it. everyone. Oh, the delay of the progression bar.
2: Oh, I think everybody should be so happy about that.
1: <laughs> I think so. You, you have said this a number of times, I don't think, on this podcast. And I'm going to make you say it now anyway. But we do laugh about this, that everybody is dying for the the progression bar, progress bar. Pro, what, what are you calling it again?
2: I don't even know why it's called the progress bar, but. Um,
1: I think Sora so had to have called it that.
2: Yeah. I Please
1: guess. explain to everyone why putting it off is great.
2: Because because the progress bar is going to be worse. <laughs> We're like rooting on, like, when are we going to get more details on the progress bar? The progress bar is going to be worse than the .02. Why do you want? I, I would like, I think everyone should shut up about it and maybe they'll forget about it and there'll be no progress bar. And we can keep collecting our .01 and .02 each every game week.
1: Like, paying out 0.01 and 0.02 is the reason they're like, we can't do this anymore. Right. Let's do something else. It's
2: costing them a ton of money.
1: Yeah. Let's do something else.
2: Let's do something where we can give you XP on your players instead of 0.01 and 0.02. And people are like, yeah, give me that XP. Do do you want the XP? I, I would take the money, but...
3: Take the money. It is weird
2: because I, I thought that, like, when they announced that they were going to delay it, because people have com- been complaining about it and wanting details and all this stuff. And then today, when they announced that they were delaying it again, I didn't see any, like, people upset about it. I was like, it just seemed like everybody was like, mm, okay, cool. But which I think is how everyone should feel. Like, the more that gets delayed, the better.
1: Did they announce that you they're not going to do that restriction where? if you play D3, you can't play whatever.
2: I'm sure that's probably what that's got to be the hiccup because when they first announced that they were doing the, this progression thing, it was going to be, if you don't play D3, you could play in the quote unquote Academy,
1: right? The Academy, which then got stolen. The name got stolen by.
2: Yeah. And then they start. And then everybody started calling it the progression bar. But uh, i'm sure that they like did some research and started thinking about it and they were like oh well if we do this then nobody will want to play d3 and we'll stop like it it's even more reason not to buy super rares which they've already got a lot of reason like people have a lot of reasons not to buy them now because the prizes kind of stink in d2 and you really don't have to have them in d3 although it helps a ton
3: yeah.
2: um I think that they were just about to like give you like so many more reasons not to buy them that um, they probably had to rethink things. Instead,
1: they just started giving out every pri- prize to everybody in D five.
2: Yeah, well, that won't last. That won't last forever because the entries are going to start skyrocketing. I think
1: it'd be fine for all of us who are already in. Yeah, I don't mean like you and me. I mean like anybody listening to this
2: anybody bought that limiteds. bought
1: limiteds yeah i think we'll be okay
2: have you won any any good limiteds no no
1: literally no. Uh, i don't think so like i've i think i said this to you or if i didn't i said it to somebody else i have spent too much on limiteds for what i'm winning and that's not great
2: yeah i'm not winning anything either i i think that when I didn't win the uh, the Spain tickets, uh, that was my best week because I wanted Jordi Alba in the that special weekly. The, so it's like a special edition Jordi Alba. So that's a cool card. Um, that's my that's my best winning off of uh, limited.
1: I'm trying to see the most that I've so-, so I've sold almost all of my limited wins. So I've won. Let me see. I've won 29 limited cards and I've sold 26 of them. And the most that I've gotten for one is 0. 0.0185. So 0. 0.019. Okay.
2: It's like a threshold payment.
1: Yep. That's the most. Yeah. And ev- and then God, this is so depressing. 23 of them I sold for less than 0. 0.01.
2: Yeah. It's just so hard to win, like podiums, and having like a podium caliber lineup. Like, you, even with the limiteds, I mean, you probably have what we would qual- qualify as like elite caliber lineups. Most of your D fives, is that fair?
1: That was certainly my goal.
2: Yeah, and it's like it's just hard to win. It's really hard. Like, it's it's hard to win in any region, any anywhere, any like take your wins and be happy. Like it, it's hard to win.
1: My like biggest win on Rare was pure luck. Like that but, all-star D4 was literally a leftover lineup. I didn't prioritize it at all.
2: And oh, I, I do got, remember it had like Higaguchi in it or. Uh...
1: You got, yeah. Higashiguchi. Yeah. Mensa. Like there was nothing special about that lineup. Yeah. And there was, there was no correlation. I, I didn't even look at the lineup. So I was like, oh, these are the five best cards I have left after making the lineups I cared about, which I don't think I won a single other card that week.
2: So, it wasn't a River Plate or Byron stack?
1: <laughs> Not remotely close. It's I did how... have, uh, I think Angolari was in that lineup. So, I did have some River Plate. Okay. Members. Bob Flynn here said he sold his Bergheis and Coates to go into Limited's and he just won U23. Bob, oh, would you win on that
2: one? That Land is, is awesome. Congratulations. Noah Lang? It's got to be a sick card. You'd hope so. Goalkeeper, than, maybe. I saw Donnarumma down is, what, around like 0. 0.4 or something like that? Or limited
1: uh I think Vandervoort's I don't know if he's that high oh he might be Donna Rama's like 0.35 Vandervoort, Ooh, yeah we got that's
2: awesome that's a good one that is amazing yeah I'm jealous yeah. his second one there, there he goes everybody's it wanting is. duplicates I gotta buy an Mbappe. yeah
1: Man.
2: or loan an Mbappe. oh right before right before rewards come out
1: right <laughs> I want it yeah right I want it right after the game week starts, and I'll give it back to you before the next I'll one. I'll give starts. you my
2: entire gallery as collateral. Yes, but I won't win any other duplicates.
1: But please, just let me borrow this Mbappe. Yeah, that's fun. Nice job, Bob. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I'm hoping to win one this week.
2: <laughs> so, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I'm not sure why we have like specific players but do you have do you have like a like when you go to buy a card do you have any prioritization surrounding that buy in terms of like the region they're going into or just the uh, yeah
1: yeah so i basically keep like to use an american term i have like a depth chart basically okay of every region that i play in and where like I have the guys I would play on every week if I could. And obviously I change here and there. So
2: every region and every division in that region. Okay.
1: Yep. It's just in a big spreadsheet basically. And so, yeah, I'll have like, I have the five, well, I'll do the four spots, like goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, forward. And then the top four, like who I think are the four best. And then below it are all the other ones that I have. And it's not that deep because I, I try not to have too much depth. So if there's like a hole in one of the lineups and I have plenty of holes, like if I buy a card, I'm like, I'm buying this card for Challenger D4, whatever it is. Like I had, I have an Adon, a rare card that I got from John Nellis, which I believe is the, still John's highest winning card, even though he hasn't had this card for months. I love it. So I was like, do I play Adan in Challenger or Global All-Star? And it was like, well, if I want to play it in... So I was going back and forth. Do I get a Coates Rare? And I would probably play the two of them in Division 4. Or do I get the Fidal Super Rare, which now I have to play in D3. And so I went back and forth, but I was like, "I, I want to play D3. I have other Super Rares that If I want D3 to be better, I need to get more super rares. So, like, I bought that Fidal card specifically to play with Adan in All-Star D3. I think
2: you messed up. I think you needed to buy both of them, which I've told you multiple times.
1: You're you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
2: But it's expensive.
1: Yes, that's why I didn't
2: do it. I'm trying to pull up the combos on... uh, on so rare data right now, I'm not seeing... Is Fidal not on here? No, he is. I'm just blind, apparently. Their correlation's okay. I mean, Coates is better. Yeah. I, I paid like half the price
1: for my Fidel super rare than I would have for a Coates rare. Like, that's why I did it. If I had significantly more ETH, I would have bought Coates as well. I would yeah. love to see how many people win star car star rewards with two defenders hmm. that was my only
2: hesitation two defenders probably a lot two defenders on the same team that I, that's i don't know like i played two- i play those i play those lineups a lot and i do i don't think you have enough i shouldn't say you don't have enough upside but you better have upside elsewhere Cause you're really just kind of banking on like that's typically like a clean sheet play. Like you're yep. banking on a clean sheet. You get the clean sheet, then you really got to have um, your upside elsewhere. Yep. Unless no, it unless it's a guy like I don't know, um, just a, a super high scoring uh, defender that always scores well. Um, like you Sebastian just happen Coates. to be playing that stack. Like uh,
1: Coates is the answer, though.
2: Coates, yeah. There you go. <laughs> he yeah. actually is the answer. That's fair.
1: Yeah, so I haven't ruled it out. I got all season. Don't have the ETH, but I have the. Oh, I got. I can. I just need to win all of the expensive limiteds that I bought. Sell them. Oh, the IAX defenders, IAX anything just kills. But
2: you know what? I have a hard time buying cards that I feel like I missed the boat on. So, like Coates would be a good example. Like if you look at his pricing history. I've been on the platform for two years. So I know that I remember, I think I had a Coats. And I remember like he used to be dirt cheap. You could pick up a Coats for, you know, like, I don't know, probably like 0.05 ETH. Let's see if price graph shows it. Go way, way, way back when. Oh yeah. Um, 0.04, 0.04, 0.021, 0.01. And that was like 40
1: bucks back then too. To make it even worse. It
2: was nothing. And then if you look Right around the boom, they popped all the way up to half an ETH, and now they're just like just chugging along at like 0.35, .4, yeah. something like that. And it's like, I feel like for a thirty-one year old guy, I missed the boat. Like, I missed the boat on him. Am I really going to go chase chase after rewards by buying this thirty-one year old defender, or do I try to find the next coats? Do you know what I did? You tried to find his, the next coats.
1: I bought his limited.
2: Ah. <laughs> so you still got a piece of the action. hmm That's fair. Yep.
1: I have a, I have a sporting stack now. Four, I have four guys. Two, or one was by accident. And the other, I was going to play in U23. But who knows what will happen there. But yeah, I... So yes, to answer your question, I buy cards for specific lineups. Yeah, that doesn't mean I'm like married to playing them there, but that's I absolutely do that. Yeah, I really don't try to speculate much. If if I do, it'll be in limiteds because I I don't have like the.
2: What do you mean you don't try to speculate much?
1: Like I don't try to buy cards to sell them for more later. Gotcha. Like I buy cards for my lineups.
2: Right. Um. But I mean, you can kind of do the same. Like I bought uh, Wendell. I bought Wendell to play and use. But then I felt like, okay, I can take some cheap, like I can take a quick profit and mm-hmm. um, either buy back later or just not buy back later and do something else. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if that's like something that other people do where it's like I, I, I intended to, to, to use him and then it was like, well, okay, I can make some decent money and put that use that on something else that I want to do.
1: Yeah. I no, I think that makes sense. I did that with, with limiteds early, And I just didn't, the the problem I had with limiteds is that it was going to end up being a lot of work for like 0.008 per card. Yeah. And it just didn't seem like it was worth, it didn't seem like it was worth it. Yeah. It is for others, but I, I just, I don't have the time to do that.
2: Yeah, that, I would say that's kind of the frustrating part with like all the limited rewards that I have won thus far because I don't, I have not even come in like top twenty, I don't think, or I haven't done any, I haven't done any, anything amazing in the division five. So it's like all the stuff that I've won is kind of like similar to the stuff that you mentioned earlier, where it's just like point oh oh eight, whatever the whatever the floor is. I think I've sold multiple cards now. It's just like the price floor that I think it's five dollars.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've sold five, uh, five cards at 0.0025 or less. Yeah. Four that, two, which I think is the floor. Yeah. Including my Larry's Mabiala.
2: Is it Larry's or is it Larias?
1: Is it Larias? I don't know. Oh.
2: I've always, I always just read name it, it just as
1: No, I oh. read it as two Larry's. <laughs> Plural. One, one Larry, two Larrys. And I had, I, I actually felt bad selling that one because I already had the super rare and the rare, which is obviously why I won the limited. But I just had to go. Yeah, yeah I'd like to win good limiteds.
2: Do you have any good lineups going this week? Like that, that are, that end tonight?
1: Uh, oh, that end tonight?
2: Yeah. That's a good question. Like, are you going to win anything?
1: That's a good question. I don't know. Let me check the app.
2: I've got a DNP goalkeeper in my all-star D5. and Oh,
1: that's what I was going to say.
2: Oh, what's that?
1: When we were talking about like rewards in, in D5. So I think it got like I was winning tier twos and tier threes early with like one, two or three DNPs. Yeah. And I'm like, this is awesome. And you can't do it anymore. And so now it feels really hard, even though it's now just reasonable.
2: Well, I, I don't know. That I, well, I guess it's international break. So, yeah, I guess you still can do it. But, like, my my All-Star D5, I have Walker Zimmerman, who subbed on for, like, five minutes and scored 27. And then I have a DMP goalkeeper, and I'm still winning a card. I'm, I'm in the Tier 2s right now. So I could potentially pull a Tier 2 out of there. More than likely, though, there's going to be enough games that go tonight to where it'll just be a Tier 3.
1: I'm currently winning two Tier 3 limiteds, one of which has one DNP in it and will probably have a second. My captain scored 112. I think that helped. Yeah. And the other one has one DNP. It has a 103-point score in it who I did not captain. I probably should have captained that guy. Yeah. Yeah but I didn't and maybe someone else plays. What is that? This one is 60 points from a tier two. And the other one is 62 from a tier two. So no, I'm not winning anything good this week. It'll be on the market tomorrow afternoon for
2: 0.02. Yeah. I'm um, going get them. I take it back. I, I have Callens left and I'm eight points away from a tier three rare and D four. So I could, I could pull a card out. Yeah, I could pull a rare card out.
1: Yeah. Is Rui Diaz there, or is he still at home?
2: Um, He traveled, got hurt, and then I don't know if he came back. I would assume he came back, but I don't know that. I'm not 100% sure. But he, he pulled, like, his hamstring or something, or quadricept or something. Some kind some of muscle. Whatever said, it was, it ruined my lineup. Sch- Schmetzer or whatever, he said that it wasn't, like, super serious, like – like, might just need a week off or something. Didn't sound yeah. bad.
1: Yeah. You know what else didn't sound so bad? Nicholas Ladero's well, knee.
2: Yeah. Oh, don't don't remind me. I'm, I'm Jordan only... Jordan Morse only is back.
1: ...particularly salty about that because I made a Seattle Sounders limited stack for the playoffs, and now everybody's hurt.
2: Quinny, I don't think that's true unless... Uh, unless, like, that it's like really super new news, but he like reported to what is he, the Peruvian assassin. So he, he reported the camp and he was going to play, I think, or at least be on the team. Um, Cause I don't think he's been playing all that much, but he, but he got hurt.
1: Yeah. I like this next question. And we can probably just finish up after this in yeah. D three, would you play a better projected player or a super rare? Oh, For example, Matias Vera, super rare versus Mihaljevic rare. The way the lineup works out, if I use the Georgie rare, I would only use one super rare in the lineup. I love this question.
2: Me too. I actually I hate this question because it pains me so much, and I know I make mistakes. Uh, I think you have to just come up with projections in your head, at like either average, like a range. Like if you can come up with a range, a score range, like mid range, and then like top range of what that player can do and then you compare the two, and you add the bonus, I think you have your answer. Um, But I screw up a lot and just play a super rare.
1: I always play the super rare. Like, if I build a D3 lineup, and it's better with four rares, I kill the entire lineup, and I put those players elsewhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a good example of this game week, me doing it, me not doing it, me doing the right thing. Although we'll see tomorrow if I, if I don't change it tonight, I made my champion D3 and I have the, the honor and privilege of having both Goretzka and Kamich. So both of those guys are in this lineup. They're both rares with an Ashman, uh rare. So like stacked up there. And sure. then, and then my, That's so that's D3, and that's three rares. My goalkeeper is Paul Lopez, rare, which eh, but they're home, and I think they they have a decent matchup. And then I'm playing a Leonardo Bolardi super rare in that slot. Um, a first of all, I don't feel like I'm surrounding these elite guys with enough good players, but this is a messed up week for me because I have Mike Mike Mignon, and uh, he was kind of like. My AC Milan stack was my go-to. Was going to be my go-to thing in Champion uh, Champion Europe. So I'm all kind of screwed up. But I think that that lineup can win. I really do. I think Marseille at home can keep a clean sheet and then let the Ashimans and uh, Baron Boys feast.
1: What does your global All Star D3 team look like?
2: I haven't made it yet.
1: That's where those guys should go. You think so? Yeah.
2: With, like, elite superers? How about this? I will do you that. Don't do tonight. that
1: because I'm in there, so don't, like, you <laughs> I would happily not have you there. Nope.
2: I'm going to do that. I'm going to set that tonight, and then we'll see how it goes. I'll take Laird's advice, and we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, I think I think knowing champion Europe, and I say this being somebody who doesn't play it at all, mm-hmm. I don't think that lineup has a chance.
2: Really? Oh, breaking my heart here, man
1: no That's
2: but like if you play mind. those
1: three rares so the problem is is that then you have to play kimmick is a is a midfielder
2: yeah but so you
1: have to play a goalie super rare i don't have those. to
2: i i can play Ashman somewhere else and i can find a good super rare forward to play there when i say good when i say good let's let's temper temper the expectations i don't have like the most elite guys, but let's just take a quick peek. Noah Lang. Oh, God. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I could do that. I could do that. Yeah, Should I do that? No
1: I, no. I don't know why I'm walking you in. I'm, pl- I'm trying to win this thing myself. Yeah. Get out of there.
2: What about, well, no. All star D3s bad. for suckers,
1: man. You don't want to be in there.
2: I could play, I could play Luis Arejo on the road to Toronto. I like that card. I think that, that I think that could work.
1: So that's instead of Ocean Man?
2: Yeah. So it's it's super. Those... Rare.
1: Right, yeah. So Rahos, yeah. super rare, Kimmich, Goretzka, Bellerdi super rare and yeah. Paolo... oh, man. I think that's better than whatever you were going to put into Champion Europe T3. Okay. Okay. But now you have to do something with your Ocean Man.
2: That's fine. Uh, that'll be easy to find a place for him.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Special weekly? Oh no, he's too good.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Hey, I mean, uh, there's guy can still make room, and I'm sure whoever I put in U23 D4 or even yeah U23 three D4, I probably like I probably put a less good guy there because I wanted to save Ashman for that lineup right there that you're saying I was about to waste. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're oh. going to podium U23 D4 and D3 this week. That's fun.
2: And global all-star D3. Mm-hmm.
1: No, no, no! You're coming second. I have. Oh, because uh, you're winning that one. I have Rusev in there. You have no chance. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> I did see that lineup. That's a sick lineup. Yeah,
1: I can take Messi. You can take. That's the neighbor. is that
2: that's the the Boo Gil uh, Rusev. Who else?
1: Butez and uh, Desalil you shout out to Sam on that one.
2: <laughs> That's fun.
1: Yeah. All right. I mean, it's time for us to make some lineups. Not yeah, we ran long. We ran long. Sorry, everyone. Thank you for watching. Um, but yeah. If uh, you guys are watching this on YouTube, if you could please hit the like button below, that would be greatly appreciated. If you are listening to the audio version, if you could please rate and review it wherever you are listening to that. Uh, once again, this is the sober Andrews podcast brought to you by Rotowire and sponsored by SoRare. We'll be back next week with another topic. And I assume we'll have much more to talk about since it's not an international break. Although this felt like a very serious conversation. It did. It was a pretty good one, right? Uh, But yeah, if you guys have any uh, questions for us or topics you'd like us to hit up, please feel free to reach out to us either in the SoRare Discord or on Twitter. You can find me at Andrew M. Laird. Andy is at ABlack86. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next week.
2: Yep, see you.
3: mypatriotsupply.com